Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for listening to DJ Newman Speaks. Uh, it took me a couple of weeks to get on, but finally here, and hopefully uh, we continue to get some good products out and, and, and we can talk about some good stuff. Uh, recently, I was asked to talk about my biggest obstacles. Um, and it's, you know, so many growing up in New York and uh, growing up in, in the Bronx and going through different things. But I think I narrowed down to like two specific things that uh, were some of my biggest obstacles. One was uh, being able to uh, get over being mentally and emotionally paralyzed uh, from a tragic situation. You know, when in college in about 2000, 2001, uh, I experienced uh, some gun violence and uh, one of my friends was shot, bullet grazed my eye, and then um, one of my closest friends and teammate and, and uh, a frat brother was paralyzed. And for years, I, I, I just was lost in thought about it, like what I could have had different and why wasn't it me and I shouldn't be alive and all these different things, um, you know, based on uh, the situation of, you know, young people getting into arguments over stupid something extremely stupid um over a bump in 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 a bar and for it to get to that point and to know that people were injured out of that and to know like my closest friend uh in college you know my boy my frat brother my, my teammate could never play football again um it was tough you know, what do I say to him? You know, for years, I thought, like, why why wasn't it me, guy? Well, well, you know, why didn't I get shot and things like that? And uh, being able to face him and 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 just see him in that place and know that over something like that, a certain dream was kind of like taken away from that. Um, I locked myself in a mental thought and I locked myself in emotional bondage for a long time. Uh, like I said, it was self-blame. Uh, 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 anger, despair, pity—just like all the things you can probably think of to 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 not allow you to uh, be free, you know, emotionally from uh, being able to express who you are. I stopped writing. I stopped writing poetry. I stopped doing a whole bunch of things. Now I was functioning. You know, I, I had to work and pay bills and do the things that I had to do in life. But the true me was locked inside because I, I, I couldn't get over many things with that situation. And it did it. And it wasn't nothing, no prayer, not a pastor, not even a friend or even some counseling uh, could get me through at that time what I was going through. Um, and I think it came to a point for me where I really started to heal from that, where I made a decision like, to talk about the situation, not just with other people, but with him. Um, and after the situation, we never really talked, probably spoke about it once or twice during the trial. But once the person got convicted, we just never talked about it, just went about our lives. It, it, you know, it was something that you couldn't forget about, but you wanted to forget about. Um, and I remember his mom calling me and he's moved, he moved to Florida and, you know, I stayed in New York and just doing what we got to do, just living life and family and kids, all that different stuff. Um, she was like, it's time, you know, it's time for you guys to talk about the situation. It's time for you guys to get past that, that emotional hold. And I, in my head, I didn't know what he or anybody else had been to that situation 
was feeling or talk or, or, or felt or whether they talked about it, whether they got over anything or not. We all never really talked about it. We all never really like visited the situation in, in, in a conversation. Um, but to sit on the phone and have a deep conversation with him about the whole situation and him express the things that he was going through. Um, it was crazy to me that he he said something to me like he understood what I was going. He, it took him a while to understand what I was going through, because for me, it was just like, well, he was the one that got hit. My other friends, the ones that got hit. So they went through more than anybody else went through, which is absolutely true. Uh, but. For him to say, like, I know what you're going through, he said, while I was physically paralyzed in this chair, I know that you were mentally and emotionally paralyzed. And I never even thought of it like that. And that right there um, started the process for healing with me, getting through the obstacles of that. In, in that. So the other thing that I feel like is a, a, one of the biggest obstacles was is and, and still go through that in several different ways was not feeling good enough. Um, and I think that's prevalent in a lot of people's lives um, in several different ways. I think that I had a, a, a good amount of support from family and friends. And I think I had a lack of support from other people, family, friends, or, you know, coaches or whatever it may be. I think that there's been a, a, a mix in different ways. Um, unfortunately, some of the people of the, the lack of support were people who I felt were, you know, supposedly important uh, to my development in life in different ways from coaches to uh, uh, church leaders, whatever it may be from there. Um, and I, I think those are, uh, especially people that have so many ideas and so many things that they want to accomplish in life, uh, that, that feeling or that notion of, or the concept of not feeling good enough is, is, is one of the biggest things that keeps them stagnant and it keeps them from, from achieving so many things that, you know, they have the thought process or the idea to accomplish, you know, so many of us have million dollar ideas. So many of us have so many things we want to uh, do and accomplish in life, but we get held back by not having that confidence or not having that uh, self-worth uh, understanding of our self-worth to even fully go through with everything. Um, people really neglect the word value and, and, and don't understand what it is to um, know what your value is understand what your worth is, be in tune with your worth, communicate with your worth. Um, we just sometimes throw that to the wayside. I don't even think that that those that's one of the main things that are, are holding us back from uh, achieving the many things that we want to put our hands to. Um, and I think for me, uh, dealing with that for years, um, even from the time that I was young, I excelled in several different ones. I excelled predominantly through sports and other artistic things like writing and uh, um, you know other things as well I, I wasn't the best student um, and that's because at the time I didn't apply myself the way that I, I should have um, but you would think somebody like me who, who was a top athlete well well recruited for different teams and all this different thing that I thought so highly of myself um, but a lot of times when you when you're coming from the athletic realm you know, people more look at you for your athletic ability than who you are on the inside. They really care what you can do for the team, not so much what, how you're gonna really progress in life. Um, I, you know, I did. I, ha I had. A, I have a mom that you know raised me, you know, pretty well, and your know, parents were strict in certain ways. But you know, even them, with certain ways that they grew up and a lot of things that they had to endure in life, 
I saw a lot of not feeling good enough in them. I saw a lot of lack of self-worth in them. But they function every day. They went to work every day. Look, you got to pay bills. When you're in the Caribbean house, you got to make sure you're doing what you got to do and, and moving on to progress in life. But that doesn't mean that doing those things are, are, are a catalyst to you feeling good about who you are. And I think the, the, the start point um, is really understanding what your value is uh, and, and, how, and what you're really worth. And not so much what you're really worth to anybody else in anybody else's eyes. What your value is on this earth? Like, why was I? Why? Why? Why was I created? Why was uh, you know I was I was given birth to? What is my my purpose on 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 this earth? And, and what are the things that before I die I want to leave a legacy of of who I am there? Um, and I think until we start, until I started even to to explore that, I was still walking around with that I'm not good enough. Um, and no matter how much I even excelled in, 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 in sports, still wasn't good enough um, in different ways. Um, but I think, again, the starting point of that is really delving, diving into and, and, and really dissecting what value is and um, what value means to, you, means to you as a person. What does worth mean to you as a person? Um, and I think once you start to really communicate with yourself in that area, um, and really start to do that type of research. Um, that's the beginning start of, of overcoming um, this lack of not feeling enough and this lack of self-worth. Putting you first um, and really understanding who you are from the inside out, not from the outside in. Um, and it may seem cliche, but it's absolutely true. Dedicate time to you. Dedicate time to finding out who you are and, and, and put that first before you put anything or anybody else before that.